we're back. Well, just for a brief period. <laughs> yeah, Hi, everybody. Miss, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a surprise drop. Woo! That's right. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy the Valentine's season, Day. The day, the weekend of love. Hope everyone's having a great one. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh, no. I oh, God, Nana. Um, well, first of all, there's Super Bowls today, so I feel like a lot of people probably aren't even thinking about Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people did their Valentine's Day sort of celebrations yesterday, and then maybe they'll do something maybe also on Monday. But yeah, the Super Bowl, which I'm very excited about. Super Bowl Sunday. I tried to let go of my Super Bowl love because I know how I feel about the NFL as yeah, they're hella racist. Owners. They're a lot of racism. <laughs> they treated Ka- Colin Kaepernick abhorrently. Well, and um, also like the Brian Flores stuff, right? That's coming. yeah, the Brian Flores stuff that just came out with that. Like Brian Flores decided to like basically like blow up his yeah. co- football coaching, professional football coaching career. He's like, um, I've been dealing with this race. For two day vlogs, um, all of that, and you know what, guys? I'm gonna just tell you, I tried. It's been it's very hard. I like boycotted the NFL. If you guys can believe this, for like a couple of years, and oh, then wow. it, I did. I like stopped a while. Like not that it did anything. <laughs> it doesn't do anything because <laughs> America is obsessed with football. Um, but I stopped watching. I was like, I can't. I can't condone this anymore. This is horrible. And all of those things remain. But I really like watching football. So. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Uh, so it's Here the Bengals are. and the Rams for anybody that cares. I know it's not Nana, but I care. I don't care. And maybe some other people care that listen to this show. Um, we'll see who wins. You know what, Nana? Actually, why don't you, knowing nothing, make a prediction on who you think you'll win? Okay, Bengals and Rams. And now, like, the, the Bengals haven't been to the Super Bowl in, like, 33 years. The Rams, it's, like, also, like, a similar type situation. Oh, okay. I think I'm just going to say the Bengals because they have that like hungry Midwestern thing going. You know what I mean? I know. You're like they slept do. on. They do. Yeah. So. <laughs> they're like, you know, they're scrappy. They've been coming they're in. They probably practice yeah. in like cold weather, like in Rocky Four, you know, like they're like in the woods, <laughs> <laughs> like chopping down trees and shit. So. <laughs> okay. First of all, where do you think Cincinnati is? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> Talk about chopping down trees. Do you think this is in the wilds of Canada? Like, well, Rocky Four is, was technically it is like in Siberia. Like Rocky Four was Siberia, but yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. Fine. It was Siberia, but we're talking about people from Ohio. <laughs> all I'm saying is that they do things differently there. So I yeah, that's where my money is. Also, all by right, the time this enough. drops, people will have known who won. So yeah, exactly. So exactly. Um. Uh, let's see. So they were recording this a few hours before the Super Bowl. I wanted to say I do think the Bengals will win, and this is and this is not a scientific prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love the Rams to win because of Odell Beckham. I really quite like him. Um, but I, how I know the Bengals will win, will win is because Drake posted on his Instagram and put a you know bet down that, that the Rams cool. are going to win. I know how mm-hmm. you feel. About Drake. <laughs> We have we have different opinions Wait. on Drake. He's a toxic nice guy. I think that's irrefutable. Yeah, no, I don't think that's. I mean, this is a man that said he has like a like a closet full of Birkins for his future wife. I'm like, bro, bro. Oh my gosh, that's unhinged. Anyway, it so, unhinged. but it, it's it's unhinged. It's it's yeah. unhinged. Uh, but uh, Drake and Odell Beckham are really good friends. Uh, but so he mm-hmm. put a bet down that basically was like. 
the Rams will win. Odell Beckham will like get these many like catches or whatever, or or, or like uh, basically gain these many yards um, receiving and blah 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 throughout the game. And Drake, it's the Drake curse. No team mm-hmm. that Drake has ever rooted for, as far as I'm aware of, no team or athlete that Drake has ever rooted for has ended up winning. So that's how I know oh, the okay. Bengals will be the winners by the end. And if and if honestly, if 2022 breaks the Drake curse. It would be another thing that 2022 has decided to just, you know, <laughs> decide to throw out the normal rules of, you know, sort of play and how we deal with the world over the past few years and just do it differently. But I think the Drake curse remains. So, yeah. Yeah. OK. That's my well, here's let's get to the important you know, reason why we have this podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's because the conversation about the COVID epidemic needs to be expanded a little. And we really need to explore the world of vaccines and how they're being pushed on people. Uh, <laughs> you're so annoying. And, and I think other voices, other, voices need to, and other voices need to be heard, okay? Okay? First Joe well, Rogan was what... right. <laughs> we, need to, we need to talk. We need to ask the important questions, okay? I'm just, I'm just opening up this the is why This, is, this is why we have an emergency just, podcast episode. This is an emergency podcast episode because <laughs> we decided that Joe Rogan was indeed right. That's correct. It's true. Honestly. That, that's and what I want to use this platform for. So. That's what, it's what, it's why we decided to you know, break our hiatus just for this. Guys, I really hope you know this is a bit. I really hope yeah. you know. If you yeah. don't know, it's... No, dude, Would I have you, a booster. It, I wear like three masks when I go out. I know this <laughs> pandemic is real. My mother practically should be like an unemployed. It's basically like the extension of the CDC in our neck of the woods where I'm from. And bas- like she knows every... She actually has better policies than the CDC for that. Yeah, muscle. I was going to say, I and hope she's a better communicator. Like she actually CDC. knows. She Like honestly, she should run the CDC because her whole sort of like... Her modus operandi, like the, her, like just the whole process to enter the house after being outside. I've never, I, I was like, are we running a hospital? Like, I don't understand what's going on. So no, I am also, you know, I also have a booster. I do not wear double masks, but I do wear KN95 <laughs> slash N95s when I go out. Otherwise, my mother would be very upset with me. Um, so I agree. And I'm still wearing masks. Even some people in New York have stopped, actually. Oh, which I find Florida is, a, I, I, I don't, I, I don't see masks anymore you you're kind I'm not, of you know i'm not even them. surprised i'm not yeah. surprised so but so yeah we're like if you it hasn't been clear for someone that's like just like stumbling upon this podcast at some point maybe in the future we are people that are liberal that got the vaccine and we are fine with wearing masks so sorry yeah sorry whatever the opposite of a covid denier is i'm like, yeah that is like on. we're firmly like, yeah. i'm like we need to think more deeply about how this affected <laughs> us as a society stop the denialism the, si- the science could be wrong you know what? i need to do more research and the research is like a wikipedia entry i, I, I don't understand how is your research of a wikipedia entry and maybe a couple of like youtube videos better than actual scientists but you know what surprisingly yeah. that's actually not why we're here <laughs> yeah 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 it's not yeah. why we're here um, no. It was a bit, but yeah, it we're actually here because Valentine's Day is coming up, and That's I just right. thought, you know, 
It's funny because I felt torn about doing a Valentine's Day episode because I hate Valentine's Day. I think it's stupid. For someone who's like as romantic as I am, I hate it. I did not know you hated Valentine's Day. Oh, I hate it. I hate the pressure it creates. I hate that even like, so for so long, I was like always hoped I would have a Valentine on Valentine's Day. So a lot of it was like stemmed from bitterness for a while. But now it just seems like really cheesy. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, like, even if I had someone, which I don't, I understand. Don't throw it in my face. But even if I did, <laughs> I, I just feel like kind of like going out on a day with every other couple having like a shitty prefix meal is like not my idea of romance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like no, it's just, it, yeah, it just feels like yeah. it cheapens romance to me, honestly. Um, I do love those NECA heart candies. So my tradition had always been to eat an entire bag of them for like over mm. the course of a week. Um, mm, but, fair. Oh, I'm know. glad you said over the course of the week. I thought you were going to say you were going to do it on the day. And I'm like, no, no, that doesn't feel I mean, <laughs> I'm being very generous when I say over the course of the week. It's probably <laughs> I mean, it's like my, my Halloween tradition of eating candy corn in the same way. I just like buy a bag and then indulge yeah, myself. Yeah, uh, yeah. But aside from that, I think it's like kind of stupid. It's like whatever the greeting card industrial complex, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's still technically a romantic holiday. So That's I just right. felt it's a romance podcast. We should talk about it. Um, yeah. And also more Importantly, this is just an excuse to do our ROM news, which we'll do because our favorite. Yeah, that's really what I want to talk about. Like, yeah, (laughs) for me, honestly, like, I don't really get like, I don't hate Valentine's Day. I'm Mm -hmm. like fairly indifferent to it. Like, maybe I would feel different if I had a Valentine. I do not. Um, So maybe I'd be like all sort of like gushy about it. I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm not really, I'm not a bit like, you know, I'm not like, I'm not into like a lot of cheesy things like that. So it's like, I mean, I would love presents. Who doesn't love like, you know, Receiving gifts is one of my love languages. So the idea of yeah. getting presents, I adore. But like Valentine's Day by itself, no. I just remember whenever I think of Valentine's Day, besides the fact that my parents always got me, like my brother and I. Me gifts too. Yeah, I think, which I think too. is the sweetest. Like I like that. Like that bit of it I enjoy. <laughs> me too. Because it's, it's just lo- like different types of love. So I find it yeah. very sweet. You know, so that I, I find enjoyable. But I also think of when we were younger. Remember in elementary school that you had to get Valentines for everybody? Oh God, the, yeah. Remember that you would do those little Valentines. You had to do like the like whatever the cartoon ones were. And then there was definitely like that cutoff point where you never you didn't have to give everyone a Valentine anymore. And always seeing like, do you remember that? I don't know. It was like maybe, maybe it was like middle school or something. But I think at like, that point we stopped doing Valentines and they did like carnations and candy grams yeah like yeah but but that so, time it wasn't like mandated everybody got one though, yeah so then you but like see, we didn't like do always... those little cards it was like the school had oh like yeah that's true yeah there. no that's true like people yeah. were selling the, the carnations or like whatever the like the the um favorite valentine's day favor was yeah were for the year and those money for something too Misan, I literally blocked that out. And now that <laughs> so I just brought this back. I'm like, this is why I hate this fucking house. Triggered. <laughs> triggered. Triggered. What the hell? <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Oh man. You know what? I think with this podcast, you know, we're breaking generational curses, you know, how we feel about Valentine's Day, really I working guess- through that. <laughs> Oh my god, those candy grams! And it was always like the same bitches, the little shorts, and the ba- you know those bulletproof bags. The popular girls who got <laughs> who got the same. They always got the valentines, and there was always like a just, loot. There was like a loot. Yeah, like, there a were loot. some people would have like an assort, like you know they would have the loot of all the other stuff, and it always like 
It was always very interesting. It was always like the haves and the have nots. Yeah, right? it, was it was totally. Always, it was, it was always just like like the really skinny, tiny white girls. Sometimes black girls, but I just was never amongst those black girls. And I was just no. There was there were definitely like the, it's funny. So I went to private Christian school for a lot yeah. of my tenure, and then private school as well, uh, just regular private school. So it wasn't. It didn't have that like that like the Valentine's Day favors thing that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That we didn't really do that, and also oh, because I, I moved around so much, so I don't think it it never like. I always felt like I hadn't spent enough time to really like feel anything about people getting like if they were doing the favors, getting anything. I'm like, oh, I just got here like four months ago, and I'm yeah. probably gonna move to another state. So like that never registered. But if I had been in the same place with the same people. For like an extended period of time, I think I would also have a, a similar sort of like, what the? Um, yeah. And you had to pretend that you were positive because you couldn't be like bitter and like, oh, it's so great that you got these candy grants. And then I don't have any. Oh, my gosh. I am an angry black woman. I just <laughs> There's okay. a lot of unresolved rage right now. I really did. I did not know what I was unleashing. I had, I like, had and, no idea. I'm sorry. And then you remember in college, th- let's just, th- like, let's nix everything. This is going to be a therapy session. Um, oh, you remember no. in college. But we're talking Valentine- about Koi. We will. We will talk about Koi. But you remember at college Valentine's Day? And it was like all the couples would go out. Oh, my God. It was would- like a Preston. It was like, it was, I was, for, I was so like, awful. Is, this isn't bullying. Like, it's not bullying to have this all be up in your face like constantly all up in your face like it would just like be like me and like a gay male friend like yes i know the exact friend you're talking (laughs) (laughs) i know exactly that friend who you're talking about great guy love that guy (laughs) (laughs) love him to death oh gosh like am i do i have to be a like a walking cliche i guess so you know I just remember like just I like constantly doing galentines at the time we didn't call it like it, the yeah. galentines like concept it came from like, parks and Rec, I, I think came from parks and Rec, and like by, I think by that time when it came we we're probably like were we seniors I, or we, I think we're even we out, might of have been out of I think we might have been out, out, out of college when they came about but that's what I remember just always doing like a girl's thing constantly constantly and then um having that be the way to deal with it or not caring that much about it but the mm-hmm. thing is like you weren't able to avoid it when we yes. were in school because like it was, like it was a all up in campus your, yeah like it was <laughs> it was all up in your face like yeah. there was no way even if you're like oh like and I wouldn't be like oh I'm anti-valentine's Day. I'm like oh I don't really care that much about it besides yeah. like the gifts from like family or whatever and then <laughs> everyone's like oh my god so-and-so hasn't asked me to be his valentine like like am I like and I would really be like am I just like this is probably because I'm just a hater maybe if I had a valentine I would feel differently but it just feels so much it's a yeah. lot. It's a lot. I think there would have been a time I enjoyed it, but I've like kind of aged out such so gotten yeah. so embittered and jaded about that stuff <laughs> that it's just there's no going back. Like even if I had the love of my life, I'm like, we will do this on any day that's not February 14th. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I can't. I can't. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, you know, Rom Squad. I guess it's not surprising. Oh, yeah. I don't think we ever said our names, but I'm Misan, and this is my friend. Oh, I'm Nana. Nana. Yeah. Maybe I'll figure out how to edit it towards the beginning. Like, yeah, then, like, figure out. Yeah, but maybe not. Because, honestly, like, this this energy, like, just, like, keep the flow. Uh, But we are hell yeah. We're hell yeah, guys. Um, And... As you, I've, if you are a longtime listener, you know that Nana and I are full of complexities and contradictions. So people that have a romance podcast <laughs> that are just not that into Valentine's Day, 
Mm-hmm. More mm-hmm. at 11, I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to tell them what Hell Yeah is about, though? Yeah, sure. Okay, so Hell Yeah is a podcast focused on romance. So Nana and I have been friends since college, um, and we're two badass lady lawyers that are first-generation um, Americans. Uh, we have an African-do attitude because mm-hmm. we're specifically from West Africa. Thanks yes, you hit, you're uh, hitting on the marks. <laughs> and what? And two? And three? Go. <laughs> stage mom <laughs> i'm just imagining you as being one of the moms from dance moms yeah. and abby the coach getting very angry <laughs> oh my god oh that's a dated reference at this point though anyway so we you know realized over the course of the beginning of the pandemic and before that how much we were into you know romance novels and romance as a concept like romance and pop culture and how it's covered we think that it gets sort of a bad rap sometimes as being too like fluffy or not engaging or important. And we like to look at romance works um, in the pop culture context, so there's a rom-com, a drama, a book, a TV show with a more critical eye. But we also like to do it just like fun because we don't take ourselves seriously, clearly. Um, and it's been a real pocket of joy and pleasure for us. Uh, and that's why we do this podcast. Yeah, I think you hit it all. I can't. No critiques here. No notes. Perfect 10. <laughs> no notes. Perfect 10. Thank you. Thank you. I do what I can. I do what I can. Um, and now, for why I really want to do this podcast episode, um, is our ROM news. Are you ready for <laughs> ROM news? So let me preface this by saying that I, like, both Nana and I got... Uh, sort of like proddings from two different ROM Squad members yeah. about this news. Um, one is um, my friend Julia, who is, I call her my like Korea, my K culture sort of like aficionado. She's my correspondent. She's always like, Misan BTS did this, Misan this happened, blah, blah, blah. We're always talking about it. So mm-hmm. she was very excited about this news. And then Nana heard about it from our friend as well. But guys, we have a sequel to Crash Landing on You. Episode 17, maybe. Turns out that the stars, I don't know if we talked about this on our Crash Landing on You episode, but the stars of the show, Hyun Bin and Sonia Jin, are dating in real life. Yeah, we talked about uh, it. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it briefly, but mm. they just announced that they're engaged, guys. Oh, wait. And you guys, so I have to give you the back. I have to give you this backstory. Yes, there's please like, do. I have to. So let me. Like, let me paint a picture for you. All right. So Sonia Jin is one of like the biggest stars in South Korea. Both of them are huge stars in South Korea. Um, she's what they call usually a Chung Moreau star, which basically Chung Moreau is like the South Korean like Hollywood industry, basically. And she's huge, like big box office numbers. Um, she started in the industry like 21 years ago. Um, and she's like won the I, what they call like the Grand Slam of like big prestigious awards awards. And she's the youngest actress to ever do it. So she's huge. She's called the I like an icon of first love or the nation's first love. Mm-hmm. And then Hyun Bin is a huge movie star and TV star. He first broke out in like uh, 2005 with like romance K-dramas and then was able to transition into doing big movies. So he does both of them. So the fact that they were actually like in movies together was exciting in the first place. So they meet like way back, as far as we can tell publicly, they, the first, <laughs> Alyssa, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you're, like you're our I'm, I'm going guy. in, I'm giving, yeah, it all, I'm giving it all, I'm giving it all guys. Um, so, so they're two huge stars basically. So as far as people can tell, they met first or like had some sort of an, 
were first pictured together um, in 2014. And it's because they were sitting next to each other in an award show, but they didn't really know each other. They weren't like friends like that, as far as we know. Mm -hmm. Uh, They started filming, they filmed a movie together in 2017 that was released in 2018. I think we talked about it on our previous episode called The Negotiation. And so people were like, oh, like, oh, this is interesting. And when when they were doing like their press, um, the press tour in 2018, they noticed that the vibes, people, fans, and it's like mm-hmm. the vibes are like very like, oh, they had like a good sort of like chemistry. They were like really like seemed to be like really good friends and buddies. So people started. But I'm going to insert something here because I tell the people I, I feel like. Our idea of like good vibes and chemistry, like in from Hollywood, is very different, right? Like, yeah, like yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah no, so, totally. Like, it's like, not, it's not the <laughs> same thing. It's definitely not. It wasn't like open flirtation. Yeah, no, like not opinion. like excessive. Like especially because of course it's like good vibes and chemistry in, in terms of like Korean culture and like sort of how people yeah. engage with each other as colleagues and whatnot, right? It's not not like the wink wink. Not the American style. Like, no, 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 not not our way over the top style sometimes. So, yeah. <laughs> so people started shipping them then, and they called them Binjin. That's like their couple name, and they had That's like, cute. like they That's had really like cute. real like ship. Like people were very intensely shipping them, and they're like from 2017, from 2018, from the 20, and for actually from 2018. I'm like, I think some people were shipping them before that in 2017, but 2018 mm-hmm. is when they're like, oh look, these are receipts. Like we think that these people should be a couple, mm, okay. or they're secretly a couple. Um, funny enough, actually, there are videos from before like that time that have now been like sort of like uh, re like popped up again on social media and my mom who i told you that was my you know gateway into k culture and k drama yeah. watched them she was like oh they were totally dating there he was acting like her boyfriend misan did you see this and she sent it to me i was like oh mom maybe That's adorable i know i know my mom's very cute so they uh so people were convinced they were dating. so there are all these dating rumors and um yajin has never like had in her 21 years of being like a hollywood uh, or not hollywood a big star in korea has never had any has not had any public relationships no dating scam okay. nothing has never been it hyunbin is a bit different but she's never had any of that so people were like oh are they dating they must be dating so each time um uh bins hand bins agents he would come on and be like no they're just good friends they're colleagues they're not dating they're not dating but guys january 2019 an eagle-eyed fan spotted uh yajin <laughs> and bin at a grocery store in la at- suspicious 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 they were at a gro- they were like grocery shopping and they look like they were in golf attire because uh apparently uh Hyun-bin is a huge golfer and she's taking on that hobby as well so people are like why are you guys randomly in la you're you are not both from that like this is not why what is this and so they're like they're mm-hmm. not dating they took separate trips there you know Yujin always goes they're, they're, they're their agency right? their like, management they're, they're, they're like agent, yeah because yeah. a lot of like the way Korean culture works, like with all these big stars, it's they're like it's not like a publicist that comes out. It's usually the agency will come and have a statement. Like mm-hmm. their management agencies, like it's very like they're very their careers are very heavily regulated with by their management agencies. So their the agency came their agency came out like no, they're not, actually I think it was Hyun Bin's agency came out and said they're not dating. They just ran into each other. It was a separate trip. They decided to meet spontaneously as friends. There's nothing there. People were like curiouser and curiouser. <laughs> Okay, if you say so. <laughs> and so continued the shipping. So people were like, oh, are they going to be seen together? Blah, blah, blah. And then they announced that they were going to do Crash Landing on You together. And people were like, oh, they must have been dating. They must be dating. Then why are they doing like a rom-com together? They're like, we're not dating. We're just friends. But we like, you know, on the negotiation, in fairness, that movie, they didn't film in the same room for like most of the movie. 
Like, okay. uh, it's like a thing where he's like a criminal and she's like this cop trying to catch him. So it's like a hostage crisis or whatever. So they're on the phone. Oh, that's hot though. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. I know. Right? That, that I, I, could see, I could see the spark. Yeah. So the like they weren't really there. in the same room. And so then after that, but they like became friends. This is their official narrative. So after mm-hmm. that, he and Ben was like, oh, I really wanted to do another movie with her. I thought we should try to do like a rom-com or some romance melodrama. Why did you want to do a romance? That's interesting. Okay, cool. So then they frame crash landing on you. You guys already know how I feel about that <laughs> piece of work. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Great stuff. So then it was a huge hit, made them become more known on the international circuit, um, you know, helped them even land more endorsements. Like Sonia Jen has an endor- has an endorsement with Valentino um, and Kinbin has one with like Tom Ford, Beauty, as well as Omega Watches. So like, it, like they've blown up even more. So... January 2021, the first day of January, there's this like Korean tabloid that does this every like New Year's Day. They were at least a secret couple that's been hiding. Like Uh people are like, I think, and I don't know, like, again, if we, if people know more about Korean culture, please come and inform us. But like stars can seem to be fairly like secretive about their dating statuses and their relationships. So they like won't tell people and come out with it necessarily. So Dispatch releases a new couple every year. January 1st, 2021, they're like, we can reveal that Sonia Jin and Hyun Bin are dating. And the funniest thing is, like, their evidence was not a picture of them together. Instead, it was a picture of Ye Jin in, like, golf attire about to enter uh, Hyun Bin's car. So, like, for whatever reason, like, paparazzi isn't doesn't seem to be the same type of situation here where it's so invasive and people can, like, catch you and, like, you know, see what you're doing. They were never they haven't caught them in a frame together as, like, in a relationship. Well, you know what it kind of reminds me of? And you can correct me or someone who knows this better. Yeah. It reminds me of like old Hollywood, mm. how everybody's public image was like heavily regulated. Yeah. So even like when they came out as a couple, it was like very staged. Yeah. And in concert yeah. with like the, the studio or whatever. Right. So it sounds like this is very similar. I think there are like, some similarities. We're not going to, like, have this, like, random moment you embracing. It's going to be very, like, you know, um, controlled. Yeah. In terms of how. <laughs> exactly. It's, like, not going to be, like, a stage paparazzi shot. And it's not going to be, like, you know, Taylor Swift and Tom Hiddleston where they're like, oh, yeah, sure, perhaps you can come see us frolicking on the beach. We're in a relationship. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like that's how it works. So yeah. so Dispatch was like, they're definitely a couple. Who cares what they – if they lie about it, they can't because they're definitely a couple. So then – uh, Yejin, who's never been public about her relationships before, posted on Instagram and was like, yes, I'm very excited to say that we're in a relationship. You know, um, it's who you think it is. Uh, we're really happy. Um, and Hyun Bin's agency and her agency released news said that they started dating in March of 2020, a month after like Chloe ended, Crash Landing on You ended. So they're like, they've been dating for eight months. We're like, okay, suspicious, if you say so. So that's the official, that's the official sort of like, timeline that they've given is that they've been dating for they've been dating for eight months out of as of january 2021 so fast forward to you know this year um sonia jen has a new show coming out 39 it's also going to be on netflix i think it premieres this coming week actually on the 16th and so she's doing like press for it so she does she's on this like um show this national entertainment show called you quiz on the block uh which is airing this coming week and the presenter was like so we'd love to know who is the nation's first love first love and she said mm. my current love also love the phrasing yeah isn't it yeah great it. right like so who, <laughs> who who is it who was it and and someone that has never been public about relationships before has always kept that to you know close to her chest um but has been open about you know like wanting to get married but is just very ambitious about work so has not like had that be the be- like 
at the forefront of her mind, it seems like publicly was like, my current mm-hmm. love is my first love. And people are like, what? Her current love is her first love? Oh, my God. She must really like this guy. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, like, the binge shippers were like, ah! And then it's funny because both of them are so popular in Korea that, you know, uh, netizens, like, you know, Korea, like, people on the net is what they call, I guess, um, people are on the internet in Korea or just in Asia. It's like, it seems like mm-hmm. a term that's like, I guess it's citizens of the net is what it, it sort of represents. It's, I find that word very yeah. interesting. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so people were like very excited. They're like, oh my God, this is so cool. And then like comments were like, oh, can Hyun Bin fight? Oh, she's so beautiful. Like people are very excited about that. And then even more exciting news came when she posted on her Instagram and he posted on his Instagram about them being engaged. And guys, I just have to read out parts of it because I think it's very sweet. Um mm-hmm. So she, uh, well, I'll start with Hien Bin. So he took to his Instagram account on February 10th and basically said, I'm writing a letter to tell you guys about the biggest decision I've ever made. I have made a promise. I've decided to get married and I promise to walk this road with the woman who never fails to make me laugh. Um, and the cutest thing is that they, he put a photo of their characters, Sari and Jungkook holding hands in Switzerland. So that's the photo mm. that his agency put. And then he said, just as Jungkook and Siri have decided to share this love they had for each other um, on the show, we two have decided to walk the same path, which is like the cutest thing to talk about their characters. It's adorable. And then Yejin says, you know, I pondered on how the best way to say this um, because, you know, this is so personal to me. Uh, but I have found someone to spend the rest of my life with. He's someone I feel safe and warm with. Through his, through his existence alone, I thank every fate that had made this possible. Um, she's like, you know, we met each other naturally. It was unthinkable that this would happen, but somehow it just came together for us to meet, fall in love, and promise to spend our lives together. Isn't that destiny? It just made me think of the themes of Crash Landing on yeah. You, you know, all yeah. these cute emojis. So anyway, so they're getting married. Uh, they're getting married in March, apparently. Because their parents are like, okay. get it done. Because she's 40. Yeah, I mean, they're both, she's 40, right? She's and he's 40. And he's age. turning 40 in September. Um, and so yeah. they were going to try to put it off. But the news is that the parents were like, can you please get married so you can have children? We've been waiting. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's really cute. Very cute. And it's funny, too, because I feel like when she first admitted that, like, not the f- saying that my first love is my, or my, um, my curls is my first love, love. but that but, Instagram post, yeah. But, that it's yeah the, the first that, one. that's probably when they knew she knew yeah. that like yeah this I would, was it because it sounds like so. she's been so yeah like she's played everything really close to vest yeah so, like to say that it's him yeah they knew where this was yeah going. and she's had no dating really scandals sweet. like yeah it's very sweet and I I don't know maybe it's, there's something about it that resonates with us as you know women in our mid thirties like some that have you know like take our careers pretty seriously and have been worked a lot of time on that but are, are not. Um, have not, you know, decided on life partners just yet uh, to have someone that has like had a similar path and was like, okay, now I'm ready to do this. And this is who I found and have it just work together like that is yeah. there's something very like, it's just satisfying. Yeah. Satisfying and sweet and touching about it. Like, you know, and like, just to like to, for them to talking about fate and destiny and be so sweet about each other and to reference their characters for Crash Landing on You. I think it's all just very cute. So I think it's episode 17 yeah. of Crash Landing on You, basically. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. I know. I'm going to add this to like because every time I feel a little low about not having met the one, I just like have this like 
roster sheet of women who married later. I'm like, okay, Amal Clooney. Yeah. Uh, Meghan Markle. Add you Jin. Add you Jin, man. Sonia Jin. Add Sonia Jin. So- because she's been like, so, okay, yeah. giving me hope. That Rolodex, that Rolodex. Because she's yeah. been so, like, to people, because people would add, like, especially in Korean culture where people, like, it's pretty conservative. Like, oh, you're not married. You're not married. You're in your mid-30s. You're not married. You're in a, Are you going to get married? She's like, well, you know, I'm not sure, you know, like, before this in the situation. Like, I'm not sure. It's, like, something I wanted to do. I would still like to, but, like, I really care about work. Has someone understands that my work is very important to me and that it's, it's mm-hmm. a real priority and blah, 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 blah. So it can be done. It happens, people. Yeah. You just, and then you, and also anybody who's listening who is in your mid, late 30s, early 40s, whatever, who hasn't found love, hold out because you can have your Hyunbin. Hy- yeah, because that you guy's know what I mean? hot. Don't just take any old guy off. Don't the settle, street. man. Wait for your. <laughs> Sell for that guy. Don't like, you know, wait, don't, uh, like, that's who you should be holding out for. <laughs> yes. You wait, you held out for this long. I might as well. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Another thing that I wanted, we, we wanted to talk about is if like what we've been watching, like if we watch anything recently that we've liked or, or not liked, but was, or like, you know, watch the one we wanted to talk about. I say, yeah. I'm telegraphing Be careful my, with your lo- like, I'm telegraphing yeah. my clear <laughs> opinions here right now, because you guys, I just watched Marry Me last night um with a friend and you know it's the latest rom-com with jennifer lopez and owen wilson and it's been a while since we've seen a j-lo rom it's been a while very it was very sort of like it was like a much awaited yeah exactly like i was i remember i sent the trailer to nana and i was like oh my god i'm excited um i was not as excited yeah nana was nana was a bit more reserved in her reaction because she thought the trailer (laughs) was terrible the prep yeah, the trailer looked bad. The premise looked bad. And they I thought the premise was interesting just because it was based on a cartoon. Uh, so I was like, oh, like, yeah, that's yeah. True. I was like, oh, like, is there something like to mine from that? And I like the fact that like things like cartoons, webtoons are like, you know, that happens a lot in Korea that webtoons will become like drama. So I was like, oh, I like that we're doing that mm-hmm. here similarly. Like, and it's not just like the Marvel, you know, DCs of the world, like, or Archie comics. Like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Like, let's see. Like, I'm curious. But Nana yeah. was right because she, she said that she like didn't yes. see the chemistry in the th- trailer, and I was yeah. like, oh, well, maybe it'll be better in the movie. I'm here to report to you guys. Oh, first of all, let me tell you the premise. So the premise of the movie is basically that Jennifer Lopez is this huge pop star. So that's not far from you know, like that doesn't require a lot of acting chops for that, right? She's a huge pop yeah. star. She has a song "Marry Me." She's gonna marry this other. Also, sorry, I'm gonna interrupt. I think what had kept me from wanting to watch this movie is that theme song sounds so bad. I know, it like gets it stuck in my head, but it's like "Marry Me, Marry." It's I was like, great. "Okay, out. you're great. wasting my time. It's not, it's, <laughs> you're wasting my time." It's not. It's not yeah, no, it's not great. <sighs> um, <laughs> so the idea is that so she's dating this like you know Latin pop star um, played by Maluma, who's very hot. Um, and yeah, he is. Like, he looks like a be- like a hot bird, don't you think? Yeah, he does. I'm just gonna... like a like a like a toucan or a parakeet or something. <laughs> now that when I think toucan, you know what I think of when I think of toucan? I think of toucan Sam <laughs> no, <laughs> from the cover okay, of the maybe slightly box. Small, No, but yeah. I, I'll give the I'll give the parakeet though. I see what you mean about it. it's like there are some some like it is. He's like a sexy bird. There's something like he does give like sort of like yeah, avian like you know bird. whatever, and not like a bird like you know you know like like bird and like yeah. you know. Slang, street slang. Co- yeah, street slang context for some. <laughs> some people know what we're talking about. Some people don't. Look it up, guys, if you don't. Anyway, so he plays her boyfriend, and they have the song "Marry Me," and they're gonna get married on stage at like what looks to be like MSG, basically. 
Mm-hmm. And so, which is a like an absurd premise, but I'm willing to like okay, suspend sure. disbelief for it, right? Let's go with it. But what happens is, you know, and this, I think this is all in the trailer. Uh, obviously, these aren't spoilers. Um, it comes out that like he's been che- cheated on her with his assist, with her assistant or something. And page six gets the exclusive and there's video. So that the, people get, see that video and that's like stories released right out there on stage about to get married. And so she's like embarrassed by it. And so she pulls Owen Wilson, who is this like random, like recently divorced dad uh, from the crowd oh who God. has a poster that says marry me on it because that's her latest song. And she pulls him up and says they should get married. So she doesn't want to embarrass herself. So they get married. So the whole premise is them. This so is so bad. It's ridiculous. The whole premise <laughs> is them supposed to be them falling in love and everything like that. And I think this tweet um, that I saw says it best. Um, oh my god! It's like looking forward to uh, would love looking forward to watching a rom com where the attraction where the leads have attraction, uh, true vibes, and actual romance. I'm here to tell you that Marry Me had none of the three. <laughs> Um, and it's a shame because there are all these beats that they're hitting, um, like they're trying to get across and it's not connecting and you know what it is. They don't have any chemistry. And you know, sometimes you can do a rom-com without chemistry. Maybe. Yeah. Like it can be done or if it's it's, not as enjoyable, it's not as enjoyable, it can be done. But these two have like anti-chemistry. I don't, it's like, you know, mm. when magnets should like be like, you know, connected and yeah. they're like, or like, or rather when like you think like so these, they should have a magnetic attraction, but they're actually like repelling they each repel. other. Yeah. Like yeah. it's anti-chemistry. And that's a shame um, because I would have liked to enjoy, I would have liked to watch that movie with someone else that could smolder. Cause you can see like Owen Wilson doing his best to try to f- find something, It's Aww. but it's not there. It's really not there. So. It's crazy because she she's been in so many rom coms, so it's clear like she's capable of producing chemistry. Yeah, so I don't know if it's just the combination of the those two, or it's been a while for J Lo. I mean, she was in that one with Milo and Ventimiglia, but that wasn't as much of a rom com. Oh, I don't even remember. I don't think I even watched Life that. Or oh, whatever. I do remember. Yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, second act. Life act. Second act. Yeah, yeah. second yeah. act. But that would, but um, but you're right. Romance was not like it, it, the romance wasn't the central part of the story. Like if you took the yeah. romance out, the story was still there. So yeah, yeah. But maybe it's like they were both tired, or they just don't work together. I haven't seen it. I'm just basing this on. Yeah, that. but it was <laughs> guys. It was a shame because I was. I, I remember being so excited about it. So I cannot endorse "Marry Me," even though it has an HEA. So that's what I've seen. Yeah. Recently. That's- so basically, don't get a peacock free trial to watch. Yeah, you're not missing anything. You're it. like you are not missing a thing, not one thing. Okay. Well, I watched one that I thought was decidedly better mm. from what Misan is saying, mm. which is called um, "I Want You Back." It's on Amazon Prime, and it's starring Charlie Day and Chenny Slate as two characters, Peter and. Um, Emma, respectively, who have just gone through, like, bad breakups, and then they, like, become friends, and they, like, conspire to, like, break up their exes. Their exes have both gone into new relationships, and they conspire together to, like, help each other break up their exes with their new relationships Mm -hmm. so they can get back together. Wow. Um, It's, like, Marry Me, it is an absurd premise, but I feel like it's, like, a little more grounded somehow. I will say that... um, I also also kind of thought chemistry was an issue in Mm. this, but not like as I don't think it was like a sort of a repulsive energy. Mm. I think it's more like 
Okay, so basically, like, part of the issue pro- probably for me is maybe a little prejudice because Charlie Day, I just am so used to seeing him super high key, like, on mm. It's Always Sunny, mm. right? Like, because mm. he plays, like, the craziest zany character. So it was, like, a little hard to see him as, like, this really dressed down character because his character is supposed to be, like, this super nice guy. His girlfriend, played by Gina Rodriguez breaks up with him because he's like boring and he's like plays it safe is he and, actually like, you know, he has a job at, is he like actually boring? kind of he has like a he has a job as an executive at like a nursing home or like some kind of like retire you know one of these like franchises that mm-hmm. has like um assisted living and so he he's like kind of like does everything by the book and he and gina rodriguez's character were together for like six years uh, and he wants to get married uh, and settle down mm-hmm. so i think part of it was like seeing him play that guy was like a little weird you know so, so that could have been on me yeah okay it was very jarring yeah. so like i actually thought the best moments with him were like the ones that were like the zany comedy moments because mm. otherwise i was like there's something that seemed a little off i think also it was like the movie trying to very much hit home like he's like a nice guy like mm. there's a scene literally where he's like talking to an old lady and helping her you know you know it was yeah. like it was like a pretty heavy handed oh, and he's like his yeah it was like a lot and yeah. his like dream is to like build a, n- a nursing home that's like humane that old people like that's his whole dream and i was like okay, oh, okay. so he, we get it All he's right, nice. we like he's the goody guy uh, <laughs> he's like a good guy he's the goody guy yeah. meanwhile emma or em, jenny slate plays this character emma who's like classic like millennial who doesn't know what she's doing with her life mm. she's a receptionist at the orthodontist um, her boyfriend played by Scott Eastwood breaks up with her because like she thinks that she's not like together enough mm. and settled down mm. so he like dates this woman played by Clark Bacco um, who's like owns a pie shop that celebrities frequent and like she's really together so like it's all about like how Jenny Slate's character is like such a mess mm. um, but I feel like it could be a really cliched character but Jenny Slate kind of brings something like I don't know I really like her um, yeah. like she like is kind of like because like when they make their plan Jenny Slate's character is supposed to seduce um, Gina Rodriguez's news boyfriend mm. which is actually an awful thing but she like is kind of self-aware about how awful it is and she's like kind of glee- you know like I don't think it's almost like Julia Roberts in My Best Friend's Wedding oh, like not everybody can pull off a character doing an awful thing yeah but she, kinda but she can. makes it happen interesting uh, she makes it happen. So she, I think she's good and she's really funny. There's a great scene of her singing um, Suddenly Seymour at a, like a children's like production of Little Shop of Horrors, which I won't ruin, but you should just watch. Okay. Um, so, so like that, so that being said, like each of the individual characters are pretty good. I think like they did a little too much with Charlie Day's character. The two leads have amazing, like they have really good friend chemistry. So that's why I don't think it's like marry me. Mm. Like they have a good chemistry. Okay, it's just something. Not, like, it's not okay. It's when it, yeah, it's just like when it comes to the romantic stuff, like it, it's just like slightly off. Got it. Um, it's also a movie that I feel like the the supporting cast is strong. Manny Jacinto plays Gina Rodriguez's yeah. new boyfriend. I love Manny he Jacinto. He is hilarious. He's, he's, he's so, so funny. He's so funny, but he's also very attractive. <laughs> he's very attractive. Like, I read a review that's like, uh, we need to see his rom-com next. Yeah, like, like I want him to be the lead, actually, <laughs> yes, in a rom-com. Yes, he's like so... And he he plays this, like, self-serious guy who, like, wanted to be, like, a like a Broadway, like, Screen, a script, uh, dramaturg or whatever, yeah. but he ends up like just doing like school plays, but he's like so serious about them, and he's like always like overly pronounces like French and Spanish and Italian words. He's like that kind of pretentious guy, mm. so that's funny. Gina Rodriguez, I feel like 
is like weirdly playing herself because I always have felt that she's like probably well-intentioned but a little self-centered and like she plays that kind of character mm. and so like that kind of works and then yeah so and then Scott Eastwood is hot which is like the whole point of Scott yeah Eastwood, that's his whole that's his whole shtick that's sick and Clark Baca is like really pretty and like that light skin girl way that like was made to make us feel really insecure when we were younger but like now we're woke you know so that, that, so that oh works too <laughs> but yeah so I would I would I, I would recommend it I think it's a good one okay cool all right like, so we definitely... have one to watch and one you can miss okay that's pretty good yeah mm-hmm. all right Nana do you have an HEA you want to talk about it's so funny because I did, wasn't expecting to do that in this episode because I have not been really watching a lot of romance We don't content. have to do one if you don't have so, one. No, I mean, I could totally do it. I mean, I watched Little Dorrit, which is like a BBC from like 2008. Yeah, you kept mentioning like, that like when we talked like earlier this week. And I was like, what is Little Dorrit? What is she talking about? I meant to ask uh, you. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like hard because I don't know if I would recommend like you have to have stamina. It's 14 episodes. It's a mini series that the BBC did in 2008 starring Claire Foy mm. and um, what's his name Matthew McFadden and it's based on like a Dickens novel Interesting. and it's just like basically about a young woman whose father like lost all his money at, and so like she went to like a debtor's prison so she spent her entire life like growing up in a debtor's prison wow. and then like by some stroke of event like she it, it's Dickens so like that's the thing there's like a lot of poverty and a lot of like social commentary and random ass subplots you know because like how dickens has like 12 side characters that it just like run off and are doing other things and yeah then it comes back at the end yeah so there's like That's a lot amazing. of that but i mean it has a cute love story in that like matthew mcfadden's character is like this guy who's come back home and he's like his family's fairly well to do his mother who's like an awful woman hires um amy dorrit played by claire foy mm. to be like her housemaid kind of person the two of them strike up a friendship and she's like madly in love with him even though he's like obsessed with this like other girl like a genteel girl from like a genteel family Mm. um and you know over the course of like several episodes it like takes a while but he realizes he loves her and she loves him and it's really cute uh yeah i i will say sometimes i like fast forwarded through like random french guy with three missing teeth who was up to no good because there's like (laughs) I was like, I don't need this right now. <laughs> like, I'm not. This is, no. This is uh, but, it, it, I mean, it's, like, it's it's highly acclaimed. It's, I think it's one of the more popular BBC series. It's really good. Aw, cool. Okay. Well, all mm-hmm. right. So, Little Dorrit. All right. And where did you watch it? Oh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. And it was, it was free. Yeah, but feel... It's free, but feel free to like fast forward if you're not that interested in something. Got That's it. How, that was my policy. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, well, so I have two HEAs. Uh, One is a book, and then the other is a K-drama, because, guys, I'm knee-deep in K-drama land because of my parents. Like, I was home for about a Mm -hmm. month, and the entire household, from my mom, my dad, to my brother, my cousin, myself, were all constantly watching K-dramas and ranking them and all this other stuff. So, yeah, all fully in there now. Uh, So the first is, the book is called Duke Actually by Jenny Holiday. And it's funny because it's a play on Love Actually, which Nana loves. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually talk about- Do I? Did you love? I thought, no, you don't. I mean, you don't love, but you like Love Actually. I feel like I used to love it. And then someone told me about everything that was wrong with it that I couldn't unsee. I feel like you so and I, ta- like, I think nah. maybe the last time we talked about Love Actually, you still, you were still in the face. Like, this was a while ago. We haven't talked about it recently, but like, you yeah. liked it. Um I like it. You like but it, but it I hate like I highly I despise it. Dis- like I yeah yeah yeah. I'm not there. Yeah, like I despise but- it. Like I hate it because yeah. I think it's re- like 
anyway, that's if I if I do <laughs> if I do that rant, we'll be here for another hour. So let me stop. But so it's a play on that, and it talks about love actually a little, a little bit. It's interesting because there's like uh, there's a part of the book that has like a little bit of like a like are trying to reframe of love actually and sort of respond to those all those reactions. But that's an aside. So basically, mm-hmm. it's about. Uh, uh, a guy that's an heir to a dukedom. His name is Maximilian von Hansburg. Um, and he is, you know, from a very small country called Eldovia, which reminded me of like Moldova from Princess Diaries. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eldovia. And then uh, he, you know, runs into or is very fascinated by this like no nonsense New Yorker who's mixed race. Her name is Danny Martinez. Um, it's mixed race. Right? I don't know why that's so funny that that was like, <laughs> I have, that's an important plot point. No, but it's part like it's sort of it's talked about a little bit. It's almost like like okay. she's like she's half like um, Mexican, like half Spanish um, from Mexico. Yeah. And then her mother is English. Um, and okay. so that ends up becoming a part like they talk about this part of the love story um, a little bit. And so it's almost it's it's almost like a play on Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Okay, a little is sort of which is why yeah. I, I wanted to mention it. And they have a, a number of Meghan Markle references throughout the book, which I think is funny. So, so but I, that's kind of cool too. Sorry to no go ahead. I feel like a lot of those royal stuff when there is like an interracial couple, they like conveniently do not acknowledge don't say a word about world, it which is yeah, yeah which and you'd be like oh this is a little weird and even and like i don't know if you noticed like i know this as well like a lot re- like wh- even when the character is mixed race or a woman of color the book cover won't even reflect that it will still be like you know mm. like a generic like white couple or something that doesn't have any sort of in- indication of that because people think i think there's been like sort of like some sort of publishing scuttlebutt about that tendency that people think that it will sell better if they see white people on the cover instead of anyone Mm -hmm, of color mm -hmm. which is another another conversation uh so basically she's like you know he has just been um dumped by his best friend who is a princess um who like they had decided that they were going to get married in an arranged marriage they don't love each other but they were going to do it for the good of Eldovia but she falls in love with this like random like uh bartender from New York from love from it. the Bronx. His name is like Leo. So this is the previous book. From the Bronx. So, this is a highly specific book. I, it is. It is. <laughs> so anyway, so that's that's the previous book. So they so the princess and this like bartender, cab driver, whatever, they fall in love and they're getting married. So that means that he, Maximilian, has been dumped now. He has to find someone else and he's like lonely. Um, and then Danny, who's the best friend of the the bartender slash taxi driver or whatever his occupation is, uh, um, that's how they so that's how they like run into each other. And they basically are going to be he's supposed to be the man of honor at the wedding for his best friend, Marie, the princess. And she is supposed to be, you know, the woman of honor, basically, yeah. you know, uh, for her best friend, Leo. So they like so they start sort of circling each other. And she has just gone through or she's currently going through a divorce because her husband decided to leave. She's a professor. Her husband Mm -hmm. um, decides to leave her for a young undergraduate at their college. She's also a professor. Uh, So Mm. she's dealing with that. So basically it's like, it starts at Christmas. It's like, it felt, it felt like the way the author described it was almost like, like a Hallmark holiday movie in book form is how I would describe it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a hundred percent. It's utterly delightful, utterly delightful. So the two of them, like, you know, like start circling each other. Um, They, 
uh, become really good friends. Um, and meanwhile, he's pining for her, but she's like, you know, this is as, like, you're an heir to a dukedom in Aldovia and I don't want to move to Aldovia. I'm in New York and I'm a professor. I'm trying to get tenure. This really matters to me. So like all of those like tensions and all of that sort of stuff, um, they have like family issues. He has a lot of family issues that they're all dealing with, but it's just, it was just delightful. It just made me think of Christmas as I was reading it. It was, mm. a, it was like, it just was a great read. So Duke Actually by Jenny Holiday, I would recommend. It's not going to like set the world on fire, but in terms of like an enjoyable like romance, like a rom-com, uh, it's it's cute. So there's that. And then I watched this K-drama, 1% of Something over the holidays. And basically it's from 2016. Uh, it's funny, the actor, the lead in the in the the male lead, he played uh, John Cox's older brother in Crash Landing on You. So I was like, because I kept wondering, like, why does this guy look so familiar? Why does he look familiar? I looked it up. That's why. So anyway, it's basically about this guy. He's a chable. He's like a third generation chable. He's heir to this like uh, huge fortune conglomerate in Korea. And his grandfather wants him to be settled down. So his grandfather sets him up with this like teacher, like the school teacher. And basically was like, you should mm-hmm. need to marry her to get your fortune. And so the two of them, like the episodes, just this has the two of them, like, just like bantering and they enter into like this like contract to date basically to try to satisfy the terms of the will but they don't want to actually get married and they like fall in love and it has some of the best like sort of makeout sessions i've seen in a tv show period let alone a k-drama and they have really good chemistry like it's it should be like a concept that's like pretty basic like you know it's like a fake dating yeah sort of but then they actually say like well no we'll really date but it's like a fake like they're not they're not dating to get married it's like just to satisfy you know a condition of a will but it's elevated by the fact that their chemistry is so great they're the way they engage it almost feels like you're watching a real couple fall in love it was so good it's like 16 episodes but they're like 40 minutes like they're pretty short um like and it like it goes by very quickly almost a lot of episodes are like 35 to 40 minutes honestly um one percent of something 2016 k-drama delightful i loved it i recommend it yeah watch it guys um okay i'm gonna add a couple things oh no one it's not an hea (laughs) no it's not an hea but i started watching how i met your father i don't think it's good necessarily yeah i thought it would seem like it was bad Okay, but if anybody else is watching, I'm just very curious. I'd love to know people's opinions because it's something that confuses me. Every week I keep going back, but I don't actually think it's very good. So there's a strange dynamic happening there. Um, so and then also Nissan, Nissan, this is like not even an like a romance thing, what but on it? your recommendation, yeah, I have been watching Southside. It is the most hysterical. I shit told I've you Southside is Southside is yeah, hilarious. Yes. It's so good. I like. I literally it is the. I, it like has no right being time. that funny, frankly. Yeah, <laughs> I am dying. I, like, I, I, like, I knew. Like, I'm so glad you you started watching it. I knew you would like it. I knew you would yes. like it. There's like a, the scene where they're at the Vietnamese beauty shop and they're like, it's almost like a drug deal. And she, they're like, she's like, you got to give me the good bundles. And the woman like licks it and she's like pure uncut. <laughs> <hair>. <laughs> <I die. laughs> oh my god, I love that show so much. <laughs> That so Jordan's episode, freaky. the episode about the Jordan. The Jordan's Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and just the Spades episode oh and God. the Spades and Hot Wings. Like, this show. It's so I, I'm sorry. It's just, like, it's so good. I have to evangelize on any it's, platform I can. And it just got HBO renewed Max, by first, for so season funny. three by HBO Max. Because this first season was on yeah, Comedy Central. That. And then season two ended mm-hmm. up being on HBO Max. And people weren't really watching it. But, yeah, no, guys, Southside 
It's so good. Uh, HBO Max. Again, this so is another. Funny. I feel like I don't know how we be like, so, like, you know what? HBO, Max. <laughs> HBO, give us our money. Like, give us our someone money. Someone should now. give us money for this because we keep talking about shows on HBO Max, but they're actually like, this is how you know they're actually good because no one is paying us to say this. Yeah. At all, actually. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's my favorite streaming service, honestly. Really? Like, consistently, I think the content, well, I just think it has more consistently good. I, yeah, no, it no, is. No. Like, honestly, like, it's like, to me, it's like something that's, it's a hit after hit after, like, something that you can it's hit after it's hit, hit after hit yeah. honestly it's, it's more than expected from hbo max i think they have a better no, track Southside record than is, netflix at this point for me netflix i i sorry this is my rant netflix is like going to ross dress for less like the clearance section you're gonna find occasionally something good but you gotta sift through a lot wow you know what not I mean? ross dress for That's less not- getting an un <laughs> Accounted for, <laughs> unplanned for, stray on That's this it. Sunday afternoon yeah. of Super Bowl Sunday. That's what Netflix is. Well, Whereas HBO Max is like, I think it's like a Nordstrom. Yeah, no, I would give it a Nordstrom you know? or a Dillard's. Yeah, you know, like like a yeah. Ooh, Dillard's. Yeah, you I like Dillard's. that callback to yeah, the South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Midwest <laughs> South, baby. Uh, but yeah, like a Dillard's or a Nordstrom. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like you're consistently going to find something you like. All right. All right, right, guys. But this has been our episode. Um, We'll be back soon. Maybe soon. Who knows? Bye. Bye.